Given the enormous impact of coronavirus and how quickly and severely it's been affecting companies, we're going to shift gears here for a few episodes. Over the last couple of weeks, Page has been convening its members to share knowledge about how they're helping their companies through. As that's happening, we want to bring you insights from a few of those members with a first-hand look at how they're grappling with these circumstances. We're recording these on the fly and we're doing it remotely, which is pretty much how everybody is doing anything these days. The recording quality might not be great, but our plan is to get them out to you as quickly as possible. We're starting today with Katie Everett, the CCO at Novant Health. We're an integrated health system in the Southeast with over 28,000 team members and 640 locations. Healthcare is at the front lines of this battle, and Katie's been helping steer Novant and its people through the uncertainty and fear we're all facing. I'm Elliot Mizrahi, and this is The New CCO. Katie, what's the state of play right now for Novant, uh, and, and how has the coronavirus circumstance affected the business? It has changed the business entirely. Um, normally, we're an organization that has many, many priorities, and right now we have all focused on uh, making sure that we are um, caring for our communities, those with and without COVID-19. Right now, we're about two weeks, we believe, 10 days to two weeks behind in uh, the curve. So we're still preparing for our anticipated spike of cases. Uh, Mecklenburg County, where I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, we're at a stay-at-home order. So a lot of our non-clinical teams are mostly working from home, just like the listeners of your podcast. Uh, So we're maximizing virtual communication channels as much as possible, while also making sure that we're supporting the people, the heroes of this whole story, uh, which are the people who are going um, in every day and providing care to our patients and our communities via screening centers and our hospitals and our physician clinics. And and how are you preparing? You'd mentioned you're you're trying to get ahead of a few. We're preparing through... We have a lot of incident command uh, channels. We're preparing with supplies. We're preparing with training. Um, But also it's a lot of communication and leadership. So leaders are working to be very visible. Um, I'm incredibly proud of our leadership team. They're, They're visible. They're informative. They're responsive and transparent. Everything that uh, you would want your leadership team to do in a crisis, they're visible. We have folks who are rounding and we also have a lot more virtual, which allows us to do more videos. Uh, One example that's new for us at Novant Health is we're doing live calls every Tuesday with the CEO, the executive team, and our top um, infectious disease clinicians. And we have that open for the entire organization to log into and they're asking all kinds of questions. So it's it's just open Q&A and the, a brief update from those leaders. But we have people who are asking, can you get the coronavirus from your dog or give it to your dog to everything around supplies and, and how does this work and what are we going to do about um, time off? And every question is on the table. And we have a ton of people who listen and then we record that so that people can listen to it later. And every question that comes in, we're getting the answer to and publishing it. And sometimes the answer is, we don't know yet, but we're working on it. And so leadership is really working to be as transparent with communication as they can in an environment where 
things and protocols are changing all the time. The town halls are great. It sounds like it's a really transparent way to keep people informed and involved in what's happening. What are some of the other things that you're doing to communicate across the organization? So every day we do a COVID-19 daily update. And in that update, it's what protocols have changed, what is new information. We're also adding health and wellness information. One of our concerns is the burnout of our team, uh, clinical and non-clinical. And so the constant reminders to step away for a minute, to take care of yourself, check on yourself, check on each other. Um, and so we do the daily updates with information. Um, the CEO also does a weekly blog. He does that all the time, but now it's really dedicated to the COVID-19 response. There's motivation for the challenge that we have today. And then the challenge that we believe is, is right around the corner. Uh, CEO, we're also working with him to start creating some frequent videos. He is a, a leader that is on the floor a lot in we have 15 medical centers, and so he would be out and about a lot normally, um, but he um, has diabetes. He's very public about that, and so um, he is a high-risk individual, so he is working virtually right now. So we're going to use videos to make sure that people still see that he has, is as engaged as ever um, because he has a great um, personality that is motivating and calming and uh, this is a, a great time for him to really help our team members um, understand what we're doing to make sure that they are safe and have the tools that they need to care for the community. What sorts of challenges are you guys confronting that maybe you hadn't anticipated, particularly from a comm standpoint? I mean, the, the flow of information is so quick and changing. How are you managing making sure that you're staying accurate and current and, and not getting ahead of things where you shouldn't be? My team, we've gone through FEMA training. We, we've done a lot of training. We know that a lot of communications have to go out a lot. And so we can write a story about how do you use a mask at 10 a.m. and then change it at 3. The harder part is making sure that the audience actually got the 3 o'clock message and isn't still working with the 10 a.m. message. And that, that's hard. And the, the stakes have really never been, been higher. And... Um, Protocols keep changing. They're changing because we're learning more about the virus um, and because the entire world is trying to conserve supplies and use them when they're needed. And yet um, it's, it's tough. Our clinical teams are some of the most amazing people on the planet. They are talented, they're dedicated, and they're ready. But they are also scared and anxious and frustrated. And so for years, we tell them, um, this is a single use mask, use it once and then um, discard it. And, and now uh, we're telling them that CDC guidance is that we can now use these for multiple patients, that um, that's a hard message for them to trust. And so to really help our clinicians feel and understand that we are working with the CDC, we're doing the latest um, guidelines and um, we're working to make sure that they have what they need to not only care for our patients, but to feel secure since day one. Here is the single source of truth for information. Here are the updates and here's how you can go and get it on the intranet. So they know um, where the information is. And so if someone thinks, I thought it was this, and someone else says, 
I thought it was that, they can quickly go and figure out um, what is the latest. What are some of the distinct challenges that you face as a medical service provider in a regulated space? I think our biggest challenge is, it's not that we're in a regulated space now. I mean, everyone is coming together, going move as quickly as you need to, um, protect your patient's privacy. But as a healthcare community, no one is a competitor. No one is um, on an opposite sides. Um, everyone is trying to do everything they can to help make sure that we can serve our patients and our communities. Payers have come on board really quickly to say, yes, they're going to cover the, the testing. And the government came on and said, for those that aren't covered by insurance, uh, they will cover it. And decisions are made faster um, than ever because of a crisis. And to for that, it's an advantage. So I wouldn't say the regulation is, is our big challenge right now. It is simply protocols change, information changes, and there is the unknown of there are multiple models and people want to believe the model that they like best. So everyone back at church for Easter would be one really positive model. And then everybody still at home by Memorial day, that would be a really negative model. And all of these stories are out there and that creates so much anxiety continues to be the word internally and externally the question our infectious disease team continues to get is when will this be over in our communities? And no one likes an answer of we don't know yet. That's never comfortable because people need to know how long they've got to be geared up for this situation. There's obviously the toll that, that these circumstances take on the business but there's also the sort of emotional toll that it takes on the heroes that are on the front lines of this. How are you and your team trying to be sensitive to that? And what sorts of resources do you have available for those people? I am fortunate that Novant Health has really prioritized uh, physician burnout and resiliency efforts um, to prevent burnout for our physicians and our nurses and our, our teams. So we have for several years had more training around resiliency and personal wellness and to really check in with yourself. And so we have a very open common language across the organization that tells people they don't have to be on all of the time that they get to be honest to their colleague to say, I have to step away. Um, and it has really helped change the, the culture because we are talking a lot about caring for each other, caring for ourselves. We have a toolkit that we have sent out again to the organization today. We sent out information last week as well, reminders, uh, the tips and tricks to focus on your well-being. And from what I hear, people are very cognizant that they need to um, take time away. On my team, the first two weeks, pretty much everybody all in 
all the time. And now we're working that we're scheduling that everybody gets at least a day off um, every seven, you know, within a seven day period so that we have coverage. Our goal is that we can give people um, some more time off, but we, we've talked a lot about you need a buddy and I've got to tag out because of course people have their kids at home. This is not what people expected for a crisis to have whole families right there. Um, so to be at home with your kids who can't go to school. So people have to tag out and they're taking turns with their spouses um, if they have them to um, say, okay, you take this two hours with the kids and I'll take this two hours. And so you, we have to have a lot of grace and flexibility with people. Meanwhile, there's still a lot to do. And so um, people have to be open and talking about what they need to juggle it all. We are absolutely in some uncharted territory here. And though comms teams plan for these sorts of crises, uh, there needs to be some adaptation that happens on the fly. We try some things that work, other things that may work less well. Uh, if you were going to give advice to other CCOs based on your experience so far, some lessons learned, what might those be? I would say, really, this is, this is why we exist. And this is our department's time to really help the organization and our audiences through something that is scary and uncomfortable. And so we have the responsibility for the organization, for the entire organization to really help connect the dots for people, to make sure that we are helping alleviate fear and help people know what they need to do, how they can do it, because people do not like to feel helpless. I've always called my team the storytellers and the guardians of the reputation. And that's never been more true than it is today. There's all going on in social media. And so to help protect their reputation and to keep truth out on those channels, it's critical. And um, one of the things that I would say is uh, the cracks in your processes in your normal day-to-day, -day, they just become chasms in a crisis. And we all have those things, those processes that we put a Band-Aid on because eventually we'll um, get a tool that fixes it or we'll make an investment to upgrade technology that doesn't work the way we want it to. And so uh, what I will really focus on when this is over is to um, deal with the band-aids that we have in place that we're trying to really to put more band-aids on because we we haven't been able to fix the bigger picture and then the last piece of advice i would say is it's okay to just focus on what's important what's most important this minute so many people want to help and they have great ideas from around the organization we could do this or we could do that. And have you talked about this? And can we put everything we do into 17 languages? And that would be great. Let's focus on the top two. We, we have bandwidth for the top two. And there are so many other ideas. And you have to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to focus on what creates the most value for the target audience. Um, and as a reminder, don't forget, we're going to be post-crisis eventually. So think today what assets you're going to want to have in six months. What story does your annual report need to say in six months? 
And are there videos and photos you need now to make sure that you have them later? We'll be back as soon as we can with another episode. In the meanwhile, keep an eye on our page turner blog at page.org for updates and helpful resources on coronavirus. I wish you all well as we continue to prove how crucial communications can be at times like these. If you enjoyed today's episode of the new CCO, be sure to check out our latest episodes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave us a rating and a review. We want to hear what you think so that we can keep making this podcast more interesting and valuable to you. To find out more about what's happening at Page, please visit us at page.org. Rivet is our podcast producer. You've been enjoying their excellent work for a couple of years now. You can find them at rivet360.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the new CCO. Thank you.